Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. the Challenge USA wrap-up podcast for the premiere. I am Brian Cohn. With me, as always, is my co-host, Al Asher. Ali, how are you? I, I, I'm speechless, which is going to be a problem for the podcast, but um, I really just, as I started to, to gather my thoughts for this podcast, I just couldn't help but think, I cannot believe Rob is letting us do this. <laughs> I can't believe that. I can't believe this is a thing. Like, as I was watching <laughs> these people, like, do these stunts and interact with TJ, this feels like a brand steal come to life. This is like a concoction that Mike Bloom and Rob would have in their lab, and they would spend, like, a six-hour podcast like, oh, what, what would happen if CBS, Big Brother, Love Island competed on the challenge? And we would, like, mock it and be like, this would never happen. And now it's actually happening. It's crazy that this is real. It is so surreal. I mean, to, to not, like, belabor the, the intro of this podcast anymore, like, or much longer, you know, for anyone who might be joining us, right? Like we're Brian and Allie, and we've been right. talking about this show for eight or iterations of the show for eight years. I'm sure they and, know you. I'm Brian, the, you, the Allie's co-host. I'm sure oh, you know I mean, already. I'm sure throughout the season we'll discuss. I'm on my way of breaking every single bridge, burning every <laughs> bridge with me and every other RJP person. So don't worry about it. But Love it. um, I, I really never imagined when we started this journey that the challenge would grow, right? Like right. we joined it on season, what, 30, 29? 20, 20, I think three agents was 28, I believe. 28. Um, or 25, and, 28, something like that. I don't know. Continue. In the late 20s. <laughs> yeah, um, in the prime of its life. But really, I think it felt like it wasn't in the prime. It was like I was still loving it. I didn't really know anybody else who was watching it and much like survivor before I found RJP and you know, let's see how like, let's ride this train until the wheels come off. But like, how long could this mm-hmm. go? How many more seasons could the challenge really go? And since we started the podcast, 
I mean, I'm not going to take credit for it. No, but like <laughs> really the challenge has exploded, culminating with it yep. being adopted to CBS prime time, baby. And here it's we wild. are. It's wild. Julie Chen being like, coming up next is the challenge. And it's like, I want to fall off my chair. I'm like, what, what universe are we in? That this is where we are. It's, it's crazy. And I, I think all the people that hated on the challenge when they started bringing in new shows back with Ari the One, that was the start of this. Like this, this would not exist if they didn't break the uh, show barrier by bringing Are You The One people on. So who we really want to thank for this is, is Are You The One. They brought this. That's interesting. Not to disagree with you immediately, but, <laughs> but which was otherwise a nice moment. So sorry. Sorry to everyone. Um, I really feel like if we're going to point to something, it's got to be like the, because I'll, I'll put myself in the line of fire where I feel like Ari the One makes more sense. That's sort of the real world's going away. For anyone who doesn't know, the challenge used to be Road Rules Real World. Then it started expanding with other MTV shows and then it, CBS got brought in. But I feel like it was really the CBS crossover, which no one was more resistant to than I. And so here I am eating crow. Uh, talking about a CBS primetime reality competition show. Yeah. But regardless, we have for the first time in the history of the, the challenge franchise outside of season one, a season with no one that has ever done the show before. No, you know, past champions, no veterans, no nothing like this is a fresh batch. Everyone is uh, fresh eyed, bushy tailed. My first, I definitely screw up the first idiom of the <laughs> this season, uh, but it, they're all fresh. And it's, it's, it's very cool to see people experience the show for the first time. Um, so potentially a lot of the listeners out there are joining us for the first time. We're thrilled to have you. Uh, you know, you'll catch on. And then the, the OGs to borrow from Challenge All Star Lingo, we're thrilled you're here. I'm sure you're here. Um, if people want like an overview of the challenge, more or less, or like a preview, we recorded a great, if I do say so myself, yes, I did listen. I am that narcissistic. Uh, <laughs> you can check out the preview podcast we did with Rob. I think it's on the RHAP main feed. It's certainly on our feed, which we, did we talk about this? That like Rob dropped a link that like, I don't think you or I have ever used as a way to subscribe. No, yeah, I, we've been saying challenge <laughs> iTunes since its inception. And I'm pretty sure uh, maybe it still works, but it is, it is challenge feed, I think. <laughs> is the actual URL, which may have been changed last season or five years ago. I don't know, but it's changed at some point. I remember when it changed and I remember us saying, and I've said to Rob many times, we never want Challenge iTunes to stop working, so I think it does <laughs> still work, although I will contact Sam more if it doesn't. But yeah, go to robiswebsite.com slash challenge feed and check out the preview pod we did. Check out an awesome interview that Brian did with Rob and the host TJ Lavin. Get Get the background you need and then come back and join us here because we're not really going to do like a quote unquote preview mm-hmm. um, and subscribe and give us five star reviews. If you feel so inclined, get us started on the right foot. The The market is more crowded than it used to be, you know, right. <laughs> it used to just kind of be us. Um, so please help people find the show. And that's that's my plea. Yeah. And I think one of the things we touched on in the preview was. You kind of like a the challenge will give you the backstory of people and their history, which I think this premiere definitely followed through with that. I think they really helped guide the story for people like me who may not be familiar with the Love Island people or maybe people aren't familiar with Big Brother. Like they really help spoon feed you. But also, I think at least I definitely stressed of like they don't necessarily tell you the format as much and you kind of have to be prepared for everything. And I thought this was one of the most detailed format season explainers premiere like we kind of have most of what's going to happen outside of like i'm sure they'll shake things up in like six or seven episodes but right now we have a good idea of the format of this season well i mean i i too was stunned it took the full episode to really get there Sure. Um, and I know some new viewers have reached out to me and been like, I was a little confused episode one and I was like, you got the most information you're ever going to get. The, the first episode is sort of a learning curve for us, just like it is for, you know, Tyson and Angela, who thought they they knew how the run of show was going to go. Um, you know, it's really a little expect the unexpected with the challenge sometimes to borrow from Big Brother. But yes, I agree with you. Like, this is the most information at the top we've ever had. Right. I mean, we're coming off of the, the all-star season where there was a piece of the format we didn't know until the finale. So, like, the fact that we have, at this point, there is nothing floating out there. There's no stars. There's no, like, everything we know is happening. Like, we know 
the partners are going to be switched up each week. We know there's a team bank account. You win uh, 5K each. I mean, maybe that's Well, don't wait. Let's right actually now. go through it. This is important sure. information. Sure. Like, let's right. go step by step. Uh, this is what we have to talk about. First of all, $500,000 prize. 500000 is, is that for one place. person? Is, will that be split by two people? Do we know? I, I would put a large sum of money. It would be split between two people, but I could easily be wrong. Um, one thing that's a common trope with the challenge, they'll, they'll announce like the big prize money. It would be like if uh, Big Brother was like, the prize is $760,000 and we've included 10000 10, for America's Favorite. We've right. included uh, whatever the backup for second place is. Um, it will often be, here's a big amount of money, and then that actually gets doled out. Sometimes it's one person, sometimes it's two. I guess more on that later. Um, we heard in the... It is interesting that it's like so much less than Survivor, but I do think this is more fun. <laughs> Potentially. It is. It is, and somehow I know this is obviously is not right. But when you hear half a million or five hundred thousand, somehow that sounds more grand than three quarters of a million. Like three quarters of her big brother is such a weird number that it somehow feels less important than like half a million, five hundred thousand. Obviously, it's less money, but like it, it just sounds better than like the three quarters of a million that like won on Big Brother. So this yeah. is this sounds cooler. Spoken like a man with no law school debt. I'll take the quarter <laughs> of a million. That sounds like a lot more money to me. But no, I know what you mean. Uh, but all right, so everyone's getting a personal challenge account with which with one thousand challenge bucks, as Tyson dubbed them. Um, and we find out that you need five thousand challenge bucks to make it to the final. Yes, a little concerning because they've done similar things where you need to earn a certain amount of things to qualify for a final. It used to be skulls where you needed to. Earn a skull by winning elimination to make a final. Here, it's not as clear cut because, like you said, you start with a thousand, you need five k, but you can earn money by winning daily. So, at least for the first episode, the team, the pair that won the daily, split ten k. So that's five k each. So right there off the bat, you're good to go for the final. Yeah, it's interesting to see. I mean, I would be surprised if. Well, I should say they 100 percent know how many people are going to be in the final. It's not going to be that if. 20 teams, you know, not 20 teams, but if 10 teams get $5,000 uh, or if one team more realistically like wins every single daily mm-hmm. and never loses an elimination, like they have to have accounted for this. Oh, I'm forgetting already the freaking randomizer. Like right. it, it's, it's too rich for my blood at this point to like figure out how they've gotten there. But I believe that they've gotten there. It's different, though, than the skulls. So the only way to get a skull in the past was to win an elimination. Yeah. Um, so here they're just giving out challenge bucks like it's whose line is it anyway, which I think is exciting. I think there are mm-hmm. going to be some big totals in these bank accounts. We're also going to see teams with different amounts get randomized. So maybe one person has $5,000 and you'll want to take them out when they have a weaker male opponent, you know, like that's yep. going to be very interesting to me. Yeah. And the the good thing about switching it up is we still might see it, but there's not going to be a clear cut of like, Oh, I don't have enough bucks. I'm going to volunteer to go into elimination. Now we could still see that near the end of like, if two people are paired together with not enough, they're going to want to go in. But if you're paired together with someone who has enough money, they're obviously not going to be as on board to do that. So at least it adds that extra layer where it's not going to be, all right, I definitely want to go in here. Sure. You might still do it to maybe get more money, but you don't have to necessarily do it to make the final. Well, here's the other interesting format thing. So this could always change, but at least with the information we have now, the loser of the daily, the losing team will automatically go in. Yep. And, you know, if I've got zero bucks and my partner's got 10 G's and I need to go in, I'll sit on the ground during this challenge. I'll make sure we lose. I'll throw the challenge. And then that part, can the partner overcome that? That'll be interesting. Yeah, there's a, there's a few, there's a few layers with that for sure. Uh, Do you like that? There's no house, at least at this, (laughs) that we've seen that there's no house vote or, you know, sometimes we'll see the power couple get to nominate a group of three that then, or the house will nominate, you know, like there's no other structure besides the dominating team being able to put, people in i i I don't mind not having a house vote i think it helps avoid uh a larger alliance kind of taking control um because you can always have like a couple of them kind of mixed in so just having one winner opens things up i feel like a little bit more for someone to try to make a bit more of a power play um i i wouldn't 
I feel like it would have been nice to see them nominate three teams. That way, A, the one of the things we always like is kind of frees up the rest of the house to party a little bit more so they don't have to worry about elimination. It also forces the winning team to kind of show their hand a little bit more. Um, to put more people uh, you know, on edge and like get a little more conversation. So I feel like I I think that would have been a little bit better, but I don't I don't mind not having a, a house vote right now. I I agree with everything you said um, for a change. No, I I think because of the random pairings that are going to occur, it's great to have just the team in power make the decision. Um, it, it makes it impossible for just like a giant Big Brother and Survivor alliance. You know, it, it would make not impossible. It makes it more difficult for them to just dominate because the right pair gets in power with competing interests and whatnot. And like yep. that whole thing goes under whereas if it was a house vote it really wouldn't matter about the um the randomized pairings usually in a house vote people get their own vote um so i I like i like the structure again i'm really relying on the randomizing being successful but i have very high hopes about the format overall yeah and what's good about the randomizer is they even added a little extra detail to that to kind of spell that out where it is random but it's going to cycle through each uh, possible pair first. So everyone is going to have to be paired with everyone until you're paired with someone else. So at least, you know, it, there will, like, everyone's going to have to be paired with everyone. So there, even if they try to skew it or fix it or whatever, like, there is some level of transparency where people have to be paired with everyone. And then what do they say? Like, after that, then you can be paired with someone else, but not two times in a row. So that even that adds an extra layer. The fact that they're even being that transparent about this thing uh, is more information than I thought they would share. So that I, that's a plus. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, the only other thing that I thought, because even though we discussed the algorithm on the preview, I, of course, immediately forgot. So when I was watching, I did think, because there were even, like, there was slight evidence of it where people were talking, and maybe they were just considering it because they didn't know how the format was going to be, but, like, what man could beat or could Kylan beat versus Aza. So I thought that they were maybe talking about it in in an individual sense and that maybe the elimination would be a male and female two individual eliminations mm-hmm. and then either a partner switch up where the winner can pick their own partner and, and we've seen iterations of this or the winning man and winning woman become a new partnership I think that would have been another way to do it but I'm going to put all my eggs in this randomizers basket I think the one plus also about this randomizer thing is Say your partner gets injured or something happens, at least it frees that person up to not have to be sent home with them. So here, if someone gets sent home, they can easily still just have the other sex elimination and like everything can just stay the same and like no one's gonna have to go home because their partner, you know, bust open their toe or you know, Azalom like almost passes out and dies. Like no one's gonna be sent home because of someone else's injury or fighting or whatever uh situation. You would think. You would think, you would <laughs> I guess I, you know, I maybe I shouldn't give the challenge too much credit, but you would think that they could get past it. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
So I'm excited. I love that we know this much about the format. I love that we know, you know, I was shocked, frankly, when they told us how much money you needed to get into the final, you know, for people who didn't watch All Stars. We just watched a full season where there was this currency of stars and we had no idea how or why it would be important until the final. So I'm thrilled to know at least some amount of how the money is going to work. And they brought up the, uh, the champion tournament. Like they didn't really offer any more details, but they said like this is the next step from this is like the champions of champions tournament, which again I, I thought they might not even bring up, but they did at least bring this up in the in the first episode. I am right wrong about almost everything. I was wrong about almost all my predictions so far. But I have been banging that drum that like maybe people be looking ahead on that. I I was excited that they mentioned it. I think Rob poo pooed it a little bit. He is not mm-hmm. here from to defend himself. Um right. But yeah, like I thought that was really cool. God, it almost makes me want to find a way to watch the international versions. Are they going on right now? Like, I have so many more questions. It's very exciting times. Yeah, no, but yeah, they're not. It seems like they're not available at least right now, even if they're being aired right now. Um, they're not even going to be on Paramount Plus. Like I don't know, they're just going to be on at a VPN, and you can watch it. I don't know. Um, let's talk about one of the most important parts of any challenge: the house. What did you think Ooh, uh, of, of the house? Ooh. Well, I, I, I was going to go with the more, even more important part, and that's TJ's entrance. TJ's entrance, like, we don't get the Jeff Probst cool entrance anymore. Like, the only cool reality TV entrance we have is Jeff, is TJ Lavin entering, like, an absolute boss with, like, the shadow creeping around the corner, the cool James Bond jacket, just looking like an absolute stud. Like, that's, that's the most important part of any premiere. Now, far be it for me to criticize your best friend. <laughs> I loved the, the silhouette. It was very identifiable. As um, as TJ, it's the best fitting jacket I've ever seen. Like, why do we have Dracula TJ arriving with the collar pointed up? Like, mm-hmm. TJ is a style icon. He looks great as Sailor TJ during the challenge in his little red and white striped shirt, little candy candy cane TJ. Mm-hmm. I don't love this. I mean, he still looks fire. I'm I'm still I'm still you know he's still number one. What's right. my favorite look? Okay, I hope maybe he'll step it up. You gotta you know. <laughs> He's got a whole new audience to impress on uh, network TV, right? Or yeah, network TV. Um, yeah, for the house. The house was good. It seemed like there's not a lot of rooms. It seemed like it's like a large sleeping area with a lot of different bunk beds. I wish there was more segmenting because I like to see the dynamics of like who forms bonds with who in a certain room and how you pick your room. But it seems like pretty more open uh, than maybe even some prior seasons. It's giving the decor of like Big Brother meets the challenge, like the red couches or whatever. It's reminiscent, I would say it's like most closely aligned with a, a house that was described as like the bunker on the challenge, where it was like all big and concrete, but this like looks mm-hmm. I think the idea there was people were supposed to be like deprived of natural light. <laughs> Luckily that doesn't seem to be the case here. I agree. I think the biggest takeaway for me is that they're all in one room and I would prefer much like on big brother, much like being on two different tribes. Like it's definitely better. I think to on move in day to see who's thinking about like, Oh, uh, Ben and Sarah, if we're close, like let's split up or who's Mm -hmm. not making those decisions. Like that's always fun. Sometimes alliances just form around rooms. I think that's a little bit of a mess, a small mess. Plus plus not to be like these people's wingmans, but like, you know, we want to see some, you know, drama some hookups i feel like give some people some privacy rooms a little bit i mean it's all out in the open it's gonna be kind of tough i mean i guess you can find the bathroom which is typically what happens on the challenge but you know a bed here or there in a, in a room wouldn't hurt them i mean you clearly have not watched love island <laughs> <laughs> they all bunk together and it doesn't stop anything i guess so i guess so these are the more adult people though you got big brothers you be uh survivor people i feel like they want the more uh they want the boom boom room treatment <laughs> I mean, the percentage of Survivor contestants who are single on the show is like almost zero percent, two percent. But yeah, fair enough. Get a boom boom room for Brian, okay? He's yeah. requesting some privacy so that he can leer and watch these people hook up. Let's take a third. Um, I, anything to come out of like again? We've we've given the preview of the background of these folks. I think there are a few highlights for me before we get to the challenge of like some things that stood out for me from these mm-hmm. intro packages, but anything that stood out to you, you want to talk about? Yeah. I mean, I think, I've, I think the biggest thing that, you know, it's going to be Chekhov's cookout where you know, <laughs> Melissa and Derek X talking about how 
through their season of Big Brother. You have Xavier, Kylan, Aza, Tiffany, all from the cookout that dominated that season uh, and kind of used Derek X and Alyssa on the, along the way. And now they kind of want their revenge a little bit. You know, they got four of them on this season. They want to get some payback for, you know, them losing in Big Brother. So it's a question of when and if that actually comes to fruition with Alyssa and Derek X. Alyssa seems more vocal about it. Derek X brought it up in confessionals. I don't think he said anything actually in the house. Alyssa's so far the only one of the two that clearly is talking about it in the house. It's so exciting to me to see this. Like, I agree that was like maybe the number one thing um, besides the relationship catch-ups that I wanted uh, to come out of this. I I underestimated like how close all the Big Brother people would be, um, that there would be this like distinction between the cookout and the non-cookout alliance members. I love that the cookout doesn't seem to suspect that. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. As you flag, Alyssa's talking about it in the house. That's my one red flag. Alyssa, love the energy. Why are you telling Shannon this? You just met her. You know, like, right. why are you showing the cracks to the Love Island people um, when that could just very easily and innocently get back to the cookout? Yeah, sloppy. Sloppy gameplay. Gotta be careful. <laughs> um, a highlight to me is like, if you wondered which shows CBS was prioritizing or which people they thought were bringing the eyeballs to the screen, um, look no further than the fact that 15 people enter before a single Love Island person is announced, including TJ. Right. <laughs> Tyson... <laughs> Tyson headlining the whole operation. Yeah, I think Tyson getting the first confessional is absolutely not surprising. I think Tiffany getting the second confessional is absolutely not surprising. Kayla getting the third from Amazing Race. And Amazing Race being as like focal to this first episode, very surprising. I like it. I like all three of them. I hope they all stick around. But the fact that she was like the third person to give a confessional here and a very good confessional about how much she loves the show, studied the show, laid out a game plan that I think could be pretty effective. Uh, pretty surprising to see her uh, as as so much of a focal point uh, so early on. I believe Angela and Danny might have been introduced before, but it's no mm. surprise to me. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's I could be wrong. I don't, in my notes, I wrote Kayla. Maybe I just think they didn't put anything <laughs> about Angela. It's no surprise to me though, because I have next to Kayla Brian's favorite. Because I knew you were going to like what she had to say about being a fan. I think the other person who highlights the work they've done to study up is Kylan. But uh, it's no surprise to me that Kayla impressed you. And I think for good reason. Yeah. I mean, she came in great. Uh, All the the Amazing Race people really, really showing something here uh, about what they kind of need to do to succeed. So uh, the, the stock is going up on the Amazing Race trio. Uh, for my for my drama heads, um, very interesting to see the interaction for me between Kira and Cashel. Uh, not to jump the gun, but very interesting that they choose to be partners. I I, I support love. I, I hope they reconnect. Mm-hmm. I was like living for them back in the screen. Um, I did forget that Cashel looks a lot like one of my ex boyfriends, and I was like, oh, I forgot how like weird and uncanny it was to watch Love Island. It's not really looking forward to that, but excited to see uh, what happens with Kieran Cashel. It seems like Kira is genuinely very over it. What a move, though, to break up during an eight-hour road trip. That was like, uh, that gave flashbacks to that meme of like, the couple that broke up on the airplane. Uh, it's a very tough place to do a breakup where you have nowhere to go. I mean, you're talking to a Jersey girl. That Nothing would shock me about that. I feel like I've done something like this. You know, it's like, that. you're right. That didn't even move the needle. I didn't even react to that. Break up during the car ride, break, get together with the rest stop, break up again, get together at the next rest stop. It's a whole cycle. Yeah, that's just a day at the office, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, and then Cash and Cinco, that's going to be more tumultuous uh, to me, I think. Yeah, especially, I mean, with the hint of like if, if Cinco and uh, Tiffany become a thing, maybe down the road, like that, 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 that's the trio to watch if you're looking for the drama portion of the Challenge USA. It seems like I feel like that's going to be the focal point for a relationship drama. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll be watching that all season. Um, I, I'm, I don't think anything else really. I mean, okay, so we start getting the Shannon narrative that she's yeah. already sore from doing a few push-ups. Feel and she, she's intimidated. If I were a betting woman, I would bet that this frustrated you. So it did, but like, 
I, I don't mind it because you need this variety, right? You need someone like Shannon that is like this. And then you also need like someone like Sarah. That's like, I was born to do this show. Like I've been training for this all my life. I'm ready to compete. Like you need that yin and yang. So like, I don't mind it. In fact, the fact that she didn't like quit, like if she quit, then yeah, I would mind it a lot. But like this little variety of like, you know, struggling to get out of bed in the morning and like complaining about doing a push up, Like you need that in this show to counteract the uber competitive athletic people. Yeah, I mean, okay, that that is is pleasant news to me. I was very oh, I surprised. Surpri- you, I surprised you with that take. I love it. You well, I, I'm just. I was. I surprised myself with being very um, sympathetic to Shannon. Like, this has to be extremely intimidating. Mm-hmm. I also just found her funny. Like, she was pretty like endearing the entire time. Like, even some other quotes later on, uh, like, "Oh, they're just like, targeting me because I'm cute." Like, I don't know. Like, so, like, it was just very endearing the way she was going about it the whole time. Oh my God. When she said, get this printed on a tote bag tomorrow. When she said they underestimate us because we're cute and we walk around. I mean, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, she was very, uh, the, the professional highlighter queen so far. Um, but all right. So we find out that it's going to be a pair challenge and, you know, a paired season. And we get told to, we get told. They get told. Now I'm you talking to TJ. <laughs> they get told to pick their pairs. Now, again, when I forgot about the randomizer, I was like, all right, these are my top pairs. Like I think Xavier and Tasha and Cinco and Desi and Tyson Angelic, one to watch pairs, second tier pairs, third tier pairs. Doesn't matter at all <laughs> for the yeah. future of the season. No, it's funny that you didn't remember this was happening, like the the switching up is like I think for like I knew and I think a lot of probably other people if they like remembered some of the, the press things that came out of this was that who would remember were, that who would remember <laughs> I don't know. I, right but like so it was interesting for like a rare instance like watching the challenge where we actually knew more information than that's like we knew like who they picked here really didn't matter um like TJ laid it out like it mattered because he was like this is the difference between you and 500,000 like this is an important moment um but like at least we knew going in that it didn't it wasn't going to stick which I did like because you know you know you have a few teams like a uh, like Angela and Tyson, like there are teams that like like could run over the house. So I do like that it isn't going to stick like this. I already forgot in the, in this conversation, but I was like, Tasha and Kira, I can't believe it. I mean, I still can't believe that they paired up thinking that they were going to be long term partners. I could go yeah. back. Um, don't at me when I make a mistake. I don't care. But um, I, like. Do you think that these pairings and the way you enter the game and the relationship that, you know, Tyson and Angela, the bond they form, thinking that this is going to be long term, is going to set more of a tone for the rest of the season than, say, their next week pair and their next week pair? I I really don't think so. I think maybe the only one it could be would be Tyson and Angela just because they won together. I think everyone else is like, moving on to the next. And if they're working with their partner, it's either, it's just a coincidence then that they were partnered. It's because like they were already from the same show. So they're already going to work together or they're going to have like a, an alliance baked in from other people that they're friends with. So I I don't think they're going to be like, I can't vote you in because we were paired together week one. I, I just, I find that pretty hard to imagine. No, I think if anything, I think I agree given that more, there are more pre-existing game relationships that will be more important than just like the early relationships they've made but i just think like you know so much is like who you start talking to in the house early on who you form relationships with more that than like oh i was paired with her week one just like we bonded in a way that we thought would be long term and next week we will already know that we're only working together week to week yeah i think it more so kind of points to who's who's more thinking in this house by based on who your partner picked because i think the clear right choice that a few people made was not to be partnered with someone from your show. The fact that if you could pick someone from, like, especially for Big Brother for a, a Survivor, to like lock up together, it just gives you so many options uh, moving forward. Like the, the people that chose to do that actively, I think, raises their stock just by what they might do with key decisions that they, that they make later on. Because like, that's so, so, so clearly the right move to do. I totally agree. I put a little asterisk as like, Ooh, it's hard to get your person. Like we see Tyson expertly being like, Angela, 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 like not allowing anybody else, not allowing for any, you know, random chance. Right. Uh, but it, it's, it's gotta be difficult to like in two seconds, look around sure. and people are paired up, but I agree. Everyone gets an F, you know, maybe a D minus if I'm being reasonable, um, who 
if you are not a BB or survivor person and you ended up on a team with another non BB or non survivor person, you get a D minus. Everyone who paired up with their alliance member, Kylan and Aza, Cashel and Kira, D minus. Yeah, I was hoping for like the the CT cam moment of like someone denying them being the partner. We didn't get any of that. I was hoping we would get someone saying no, uh, but it seemed like it all went pretty cordial along the way. Um, for the actual challenge itself, I think this was interesting. While I didn't remember the format, I did remember what you and TJ talked about in your um, interview that, you know, the challenges start out like a little bit less physical and then build when they see that, you know, they can really hack it. gets turned mm-hmm. up. This made complete sense to, me, sense to me watching this challenge because while cool for TV and death defying and scary, um, and it, it definitely like took Aza out to when you, if you had to go back up, you had to walk up the stairs. But wasn't that like physically, obviously demanding? It wasn't that physically demanding, but I think this was like the perfect first challenge. Like Agreed. this to me, like if you if you think of what the challenge is, it is them scaling a large building to do some sort of puzzle or or something at the end of it. So this was like like I I tweeted this like you want to join the challenge. This is what you do. You scale down a 20 something story building with the chance of like something going horribly wrong and you die. Like that is what the challenge is. So like, I love that they did this first. Love it. Um, I agree. I think it, it nailed the assignment where it's not like I can think of an all stars. The first challenge was that when they were like going to get blocks in the water, it just is like, yep. um, not so great. More of like a camp you know, a sleepaway camp activity. This is, could be in the challenge proper, but doesn't go to like extreme physicality. They nailed, absolutely nailed the assignment. Right. They even had math with, I'm sure had people yelling about like the order of operations that it wasn't being done properly. I'm sure people were firing away on Twitter about that. Like get used to it. Cause that's how Twitter, that's how the challenge works uh, with for math. We don't do order of operations here. <laughs> um, any some things that jump out during the challenge i mean you know we talked a lot about you were speculating that tyson would be the number one the biggest target coming in i was like maybe he's not the biggest target he's from older seasons of survivor and he should be but people aren't going to be that aware of it you know tyson didn't really help himself he's not doing tyson i hurt my arm a la blood versus water and right. you know sleep on me he's giving you Tell your friends, bro. Tell your friends when he does well in the challenge. Yeah. The only thing that maybe he will adjust is he kind of had a a quote where he's like, I got my money. I'm now qualified for the final. Now I just need to survive. Like, I feel like that kind of indicated like maybe, all right, I got my cash. I can make the final. Can I try to just skate by a little bit and not get such a big target? So it will be interesting to see if Tyson really gives full effort the next couple of weeks in these dailies where he definitely does not have to do it um, to at least, at least qualify for the final. But I will be interested to see if he gives his full effort going forward. Yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting for sure. I mean, Tyson, when he walks in says, I'm aware of the challenge or I'm familiar with the challenge and he's, you know, best friends with Steven Fishback, who's a longtime challenge fan. Tyson, to me, is someone, they all understand how to make good TV, but Tyson really understands how to make good TV. Tyson, to me, is coming in with challenge-specific energy, like challenge-appropriate energy, in that he's like sitting in the Wes or Banana spot with the confessionals he's giving and the bravado. So you're right, maybe it will dial back in terms of like strategy, although I don't know that Tyson can really do that. But I don't know if he's been coached correctly or if he just understands it, but he, to me, of everyone, has made the most successful leap from the type of person you should be on the show you're on to the type of person you should be on the challenge. Yeah, he even thought he was on the Paramount Plus person trying to drop an Epfom in one of his confessionals. Uh, I thought they would have <laughs> let it slip. That would have been pretty cool, but uh, he tried to. He tried to. <laughs> um, yeah, like standards and practices just gets caught up in the moment <laughs> and lets it happen. I feel like each reality show should be allowed one Epfom over the course of their season. And why not just drop it in the premiere? Just let it go. Um, any other standout standouts to you from the challenge? Uh, I love. I love. This is what I was saying about Shannon. Like she didn't do great, but like a funny confessional or a moment where she's like checking herself out in the window, going down the uh, the building. Very funny. Love that. Um, T 
Keijin getting like increasingly excited about how people were doing as it was going through. Like, wow, you smashed it. Wow, you really smashed it. Wow, that was so fast. That was so great. He like continually got more and more excited. I did appreciate um, Danny had a funny confessional about being partnered with Shan. And like, oh, I, I think I trust her. But, you know, if I see her humming or something like that, uh, I know to kind of watch my back. Um, just little moments like that that is bringing their prior seasons into this world is 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 pretty fun. Yeah, agreed. It's funny because you asked TJ in the interview, you know, do you watch basically in a nice way? You were like, have you seen these shows or are these people right. new to you? And he's like, I haven't seen one episode of these. I mean, yeah. he, has a, he was like, these people are new to me. So yeah, like TJ didn't know what the hell he was going to get. And TJ no. as a host will not hide if he is disappointed in you. And it was very cute to even like the losing team to Oz and Kylan for him to give them respect of even having to do it twice it must have been very impressive to him yeah i mean the only one to to get it wrong which is kind of surprising um i uh, i would have think at some point someone else would have gotten it wrong the closest we got to someone else getting it wrong with the, the great david alexander <laughs> who it it is unbelievable how bad he is at basically anything he does on television it, 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 he he how can you one person be so bad at so many different things. It's like put him on. I want to see him on like every reality show at this point. Like put him on The Bachelor, see if he's like a, a night one out. Put him on American <laughs> Idol, see if he can get the Hollywood. Put him on like Top Chef and see if he blows up a kitchen. Like I want to see David Alexander try every reality show at this point to see if he can be bad at every single one. He, it was one challenge, and he wasn't even in the conversation for getting eliminated. <laughs> he almost was though. He like he got it. He it was they looked at his guesses first twice, and they got them both wrong. And then his partner, um, Kayla, like was like, "No, actually, David's an idiot. This is the number. I got it on the third right." Like if it wasn't for her, David, they would have been in the bottom and probably going home week one. All right. I mean, I'm here for it. Run your campaign of it. Can David do it? It becomes its own reality show. It's like yeah. a web series. Every episode, a different uh, audition for another can, reality show. Yeah. Can, can David fail at this? Coming <laughs> to uh, Netflix this, this fall. You get up on a wall. No, I mean, fair enough. Um, it was very funny to me to watch Oz and Kylan, who are going automatically into an elimination, appeal to Tyson and Angela, who win the challenge. You know, Oz in a very BB, very political way is like, we respect your decision. Um, we would be honored and deeply humbled if you would consider mm -hmm. our feedback. <laughs> and Tyson's like, well, here are the three teams you could pick from. Who do you want? <laughs> yes, I mean, it really broke down to like eight sort uh Survivor. Tyson and Angela made the decree that we're not going after Survivor Big Brother early, going after either uh, Amazing Race and or Love Island, which kind of gave flashbacks to a couple seasons ago when they kind of did like the partner switching where it was like the vets and the rookies and it was like constantly only going against like the rookie rookie team. So it even adds more to like I love the fact that they're going to be switching this up each week because I, I hope there's not a clear Love Island Love Island pair next week where that would seem to be the most likely target, but if we can avoid that, then at least it opens up for maybe other kind of key decision-making, if it's another Survivor or Big Brother combo winner. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that, like, I was a little nervous watching this, but I think that's uh, definitely adding to the excitement of the season overall. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. One thing that was confusing to me, and I think this is where Angela said something that made me think it would be an individual, elimin an individual elimination, because she was like, if we can pick, you know, as it's leaning Shannon and James, if they can pick a team that has one person from Amazing Race, which only has three people total, if Kylan loses to them, 
then we had the least blood on or Kylan wins. We had the least blood right. on our hands. It was a very weird phrasing and untrue. Like to me, the the smart decision is the decision they ultimately make with Sally and Giovanni because they can at least curry favor with the other show, like to pick a team where you're spanning two shows, you're taking two hits when you could only have to take one. Yeah, exactly. And I, and we didn't really get to see uh, James's full campaign, but I feel like that was probably a key point that he was trying to make of why make a couple more enemies when you could just focus on like this one show and we could all band together as a house to go after them. Well, that's what's really interesting because this was more of a new school survivor edit where, you know, mm-hmm. an idol's played and we get a flashback to them finding the idol or the secret phrase is whispered and we get a flashback to them finding uh, the, the idol with the secret phrase. We normally don't see this on the challenge. We normally either know exactly what's going to happen or at least have seen both sides and see James's full appeal and then see the reveal. Um, I thought this was cool. It was very cool. It was like, I was almost like, what show is this? Like, this is not the challenge I know. Like, I want to see exactly play out one by one. And I mean, it was, I like it. I, I kind of don't want them to keep doing it though. Like, give, give me like a normal challenge, like, uh, edit here. I don't need to be seeing cool flashbacks and cool moments. Like, save that for Survivor. <laughs> like, give me my like basic challenge stuff here. I agree. I almost think part of it was like, th- you know, I complained a lot in the All Stars finale, uh, spoiler alert, that there was a lot of filler and we both complained about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't think there was a lot of filler here. I think the whole hour and a half was great for me. Um, so maybe it's just like, they didn't have enough. They had like a really cool strategic decision that happened, which probably is rare for a first episode of any reality show. Mm-hmm. And like, how do you show the full scale of it? Um, so maybe this was like, I, I agree. I hope they don't do it every single episode, but it worked with the time they had for me. Yeah. And the blind side seemed legit because I'm going to sound like a real professional right now in the exit press I had with Sally. She, uh, said like, they didn't really have that great of an idea that they were going in. Like they said, they heard whispers a little bit, but it was pretty much a surprise for them at the elimination to be called out. Well, yeah, we get um, a scene in the night out where Sally's like, I'm not worried about it. And I think, you know, a big fail on Giovanni and Sally's part was just like resting on thinking they were safe because the buzz was Shannon because she wants to go home or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think James absolutely killed like not only managing Shannon and like going to her and being like, don't freak out, but our names are on the block. We have to put mm-hmm. in work. Here's why. Here's what you have to stop doing. But like, I got you. And then going to other people and having the mindset. And Giovanni said this on the night out. Um, and James said it later, like, and Steven and Rob hammer this home all the time. I know it all is talking about survivor is like, you have to be appealing to the person in power's interest. You can't beg and say you want to stay. You have to think how you can better their game long-term. That's exactly what's going to appeal to anyone, but certainly Tyson. Mm -hmm. And I think it ends up being the right move. If anything, it's only the wrong move because James is able to articulate these arguments. Like James is a more dangerous player to me to t- like then Sally or and or Giovanni. And so maybe in that sense, it was the wrong play, but I loved it for James. It was great for James. I even liked how, hey, like you said, at first he like talked Shannon down, but then even like, coached her up about how to talk to Angela because they needed like that one-two punch of them each going to different people and Shannon be able to explain uh, kind of her side about why uh, they should make the move. So I, I like that even even more so as well for for James. And I, I kind of do think this is the right move because and I even like how it ended up playing out where I think if Tyson, if they just like vote in uh, Sally and Giovanni here. It almost doesn't have the same uh, benefit for them because now clearly they, they saved Shannon and James here. So like you would think maybe at least in the first couple of weeks, there will be some uh, looking out for them on their on their behalf from James where if they just like didn't vote them in at all like there's no benefit like you're not gaining anything you're just going after the pe- people who maybe you should be going after but at least here now maybe you're getting a favor back potentially from from James or Shannon at least in the short term yeah it's tough I mean I don't know that Tyson has to necessarily worry about being a huge target by someone like a James you know Cinco maybe is is projecting like I'm going to be putting in the big I think we should just put in the big targets right away um I I think it's like I agree just cold voting in Selly and Giovanni without conversations and making deals gets you nowhere. But 
for everybody to know that you're going to be the one voted in and then you scrap and make a deal like does he really does James really owe you anything because you literally were going to put them in it's almost mm-hmm. like a, a half a strike against them but it doesn't seem like we have any evidence to think that James is going to hold this against Tyson at the, at minimum um because he says like I'll help him long term and it is in James's best interest probably to link it link up with a Tyson so yeah. net net you're probably right but it can be a little bit of a risk it was super fun to see all these people out at the club. Like, this is just not something you see. You don't see Tasha out at a club on Survivor. Like, to see, like, it just, like, the vibes were, like, pretty funny to see. It seemed like Survivor and Big Brother were, like, in the corner kind of strategizing, and you had the Love Island people just, like, going ham on the dance floor, which kind of fit what you would think each of them would do at the night out. Uh, but it, it was just very, very funny to see. I have a screenshot that I'm going to send you now that I almost tweeted, but then was like, nah, I'll just keep it for me. But, like, this is the funniest image I've ever seen. It's Shannon twerking in front of a table where like Ben is sitting drinking a beer. Like it's the most bizarre juxtaposition. <laughs> but this is why the Love Island people are necessary. Like, Absolutely. and I didn't like that the edit was like, oh, the 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 Love Island people are like going crazy. They're in for a rude awakening. Like, no, the Love Island people are getting the party started, and this is where they should be going. Mm-hmm. And someone that uh, was involved in the party was was the meow meow. He got a little in the mix that they didn't show, but again, sounding super professional in my exit press with Sully. <laughs> she said that uh, the Meow Meow was trying to make a pass at her. He was uh, a little interested in Sully, in and Sully uh, kind of denied it, but it, me, me, the Meow Meow was talking a lot of game. <laughs> For the record, I, I did try to listen at the time of recording. The interview was not made available yet, so it's not like I uh, am not supporting, um, but that is. That is a lot to digest. It, is, it was something. I to- they were both also very surprised that uh, Enzo is actually called Meow Meow. They thought that was a joke, but no, that is his nickname. But yeah, Enzo was uh, he was trying to spit some game, talking a lot of game to a uh, girl, Sally. No, you got to shoot your shot. Yeah. Uh, I guess you don't have to. Um, <laughs> uh, to cite the exit press or, or the preview press that I did, I was able to listen to again for the fifth time, uh, I'm citing it, uh, the TJ interview. You asked him if we were going to see some challenge favorite competitions. Yep. And we do. This elimination, not so fast. Uh, we've seen it in many different iterations, but this is a challenge staple. I was excited to see it. Yeah. And in uh, Survivor fame, like this is, this will go down to probably the best survivor on challenge moment ever. Uh, Jay beat CT. Uh, a few seasons ago in this very elimination. And then that angered CT so much that now he'll never lose the challenge again. But say Jay will always have that moment uh, of beating CT in this very elimination. Um, why do I feel like they had to break chains? Did once they got out, did they have to break chains? I think he had a, like, yeah, the, there was like a hammer or something that also had a smash uh, to get like, I think you were building the rope, like on top of like a, a fortress and there was something inside to get out. But the concept uh, very much the same. Yeah, very the challenge to just give like minor iterations the shape of the structure and no smash, a smash. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it definitely advantaged for Kylan here having watched recent seasons. Like he said, he looked at the last 10 seasons and watched the seasons knowing the winner so he could see what they did. At the very least, these challenges like have strategy. And, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times we see challenge competitors come back and know how to game challenges. I'm not I don't know if that benefited Kylan here. Maybe he just him and Asa just did the better job. But I would think it would give them an advantage coming into the challenge. Yeah, for sure. I also just think it was pretty cool to see, you know, with Kylan and Asa, how not they, they didn't skate by, but how like the first their big brother season went so well for so long that to see their backs against the wall so early was kind of cool uh, to see how they would respond after like being able to make it such a deep run in Big Brother. Now here they are, episode one, potentially going home. It was it was pretty cool to see them uh, in this first elimination having to like earn their way back. Yeah, I agree. And there that's one of the beauty beautiful things of this game i mean i think it's it's sort of the idea of like anyone can be hoh any given sunday but like here someone said it in a confessional like if you lose you go in it does not matter how good your social bonds are you go in and you have to fight and uh you also you can't just get voted out you get a chance to rise to the occasion and earn your position in the house and like you know, there are challenges for immunity idols. You found idols on other shows, but like the actual format at both the start and the finish of the challenge is 
you know, you can't hide behind your social game and you can't just get sunk because you don't have a great social game. Right. Yeah, it's a little bit, little uh, mixed bag of everything to, to toss in. Just like us. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, I was rooting for Sully and Giovanni, I think only because I always tend to vote to root for uh, the counter alliance in the house. Uh, mm-hmm. But Kylan and Azza absolutely killed it. I loved Azza showing up with lashes, very big brother, yeah. like showing up for a challenge in lashes. I don't think so at the challenge, right, uh, right. but they, they killed it. Yeah, they did great. They did great. Um, very funny with uh, before the challenge, Sally and Giovanni, like trying to like psych them out with like super loud <laughs> cheering in their confessionals. Very funny. Um, I was happy to see Kylan win because and I was up just to, like because of like the cookout dynamic in the house. I, I didn't want that to like kind of be like dismantled so quickly a little bit. But I, I was bummed to see two Love Island people go because I, I do think they're going to bring stuff to the show that the Survivor Big Brother and Amazing Reese people aren't. So it was a little bit of a bummer to see them to see them go. But uh, check out the rest of Brian and Rob's interview with the two contestants eliminated. Uh, there will be exit press every week on robhaspodcast.com. I think it'll, will it also drop in our feed? Slash, their fe- I think it'll be on our feed, says challenge feed. Okay, I wasn't sure. Um, never know. You'll find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like a, a bit about us and what we do here. So we talked about the show. Great. Loved it. Um, and then we do some shtick, you know, we do some Michigas mm-hmm. and we usually, you know, we don't have it this week. Next week, we'll be back covering all the social means, all the social media, the contestants, assuming, you know, sometimes they tweet more than others. Um, we'll see how this group of contestants uh, stacks up on the social media. If you see anything fun or funny that happens on social media and you want to flip it to us, please do so. Can my messages are open at Lash Tweets? I don't know about Brian's, Mine but are. reach out. If you have questions about the episode or the season and you want to reach out to us, uh, they we have a questions doc um, in our pin tweets. Do yep. that. Get to us that way. We love to hear from you all season long. That's a huge uh, highlight of the podcast. And we do a drinking game, which, you know, if you're if you're over 21 and you're drinking alcohol, playing with the game, you know, no driving, as Andy Cohen says. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's really just for fun. Uh, you could drink juice. You could drink nothing. Uh, we have a great uh, a lot of friends of the show helping us out. Uh, Kyle Picard tracks the rules as they get unruly. We add a new one every week. So we're going to start the season off, Brian, mm-hmm. with adding one rule. Usually we'll have some keepers season to season. But this is a new show. I think we got to start fresh. Yeah, we can start fresh. Um, I have one uh, that we do that we do before, but I feel like it's very vital for this one. So a- anytime we get a flashback to a different show, we get a scene from a survivor, Big Brother, Love Island, Amazing, Amazing Race. Uh, I think that is a, is, a, is a great rule to kick us off to, to take a drink with. I bet Kyle is happy that that did not apply for the premiere. Yes. <laughs> I almost thought if somebody names a show that was not the show they were on, and then I was like, listen, that's not a fun <laughs> rule. Um, so here's a fun rule. Inspired by Shannon's unique celebration um, after the challenge. and. The my favorite moment, which I took a screenshot of that I sent to you. Anytime we see twerking, let's that be a roll. Should it be like extra twerking if it's from a Survivor Big Brother person? I feel like a little violent people are going to give that. Uh, but if like uh, Sarah Lucina starts twerking, that's like a whole nother story. One twerk, one drink. <laughs> okay. Um. So, you know, as we said. Hit us up on the questions doc. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, please send us your love if you think we deserve it to Rob has a website dot com slash challenge feed or challenge iTunes for the OGs and start our season off with a bang. Um, and if you did not like the show, we are Stephen Fishback and Rob Cesardino. We are the challenge know it alls. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to be associated at all. <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> I think that's, that's everything, it. Brian. That's it. All right. You can uh, follow me on Twitter. Cohen Brian underscore. Cohen with a C. Brian with an I. They can uh, follow and keep along with you where? Follow me at Lash Tweets. I should say that, you know, the challenge All-Stars finale just, just wrapped okay. up to plug okay. our own work. Uh, so you could check that out. Um, and, you know, uh, exclusive announcement. Uh, hopefully NGOG 
might be dropping a little nugget in your feed over the weekend. Whoa. So we'll see. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Akiva Wienaker, a friend of RHAP, and myself do a New Girl podcast where we talk about New Girl. We just finished season three, and we, we've been on a long hiatus for the Big Brother fans, a long hiatus. Um, but hopefully we'll be back soon. You can check that out at anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. Amazing. There you go. Episode one in the books. We'll see you for the next 22 episodes, right? That's all on the channel. usually goes, I don't know. Probably not that long, but uh, you can subscribe. Rob's website dot com slash challenge feed. Until next time. Have a good one. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.